The Smonsters of Talk are touring the world, and csmod.com is where you'll get the latest dates and links to tickets. Grab shirts, comics, action figures, and more from smodcast.com slash smerchandise. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, you! Wondering when the fine folks from the Smodco Internet Radio family of shows are coming to a live venue near you? Well, here's your rundown. Newly added, the ABCs of SNL with John Lovitz and Kevin Smith, May 5th, 2012 at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater, Universal City Walk. CJ and Silent Bob Get Old Live on May 18th at the Madison Theater in Covington, Kentucky, June 9th at the Albuquerque Comic Expo in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and August 24th at Fan Expo Canada in Toronto, Canada. You can watch Dogma with Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith at Jay and Silent Bob Watch a Movie on May 17th at Studio 35 in Columbus, Ohio. Spend an evening with Kevin Smith on June 14th at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Chicago, Illinois. See Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman May 8th at the Belly Up in Solana Beach, California. May 16th at the Louisville Improv in Louisville, Kentucky. May 24th at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. July 14th during Comic-Con at the House of Blues, San Diego, California. And August 11th at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, California. Book your tickets and find out about these and other live shows at csmod.com. Prepare to be smotivated by Smodcast.com's guru of gab, Kevin Smith. Pick up his new book, Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good. Available now in hardcover, enhanced, digital, and audiobook. Learn who inspired Kev and be inspired to follow your dreams. It's like a Tony Robbins seminar on steroids and with a lot more fucking profanity. Neil Gaiman says, I suspect at that Kevin Smith is what all gods and demons aspire to be. And Tim Burton says, I certainly would never read anything written by Kevin Smith. Pick up Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good by Kevin Smith. Available every goddamn where. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, alright? You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. <laughs> This is not bad. With Will Wilkins. Yeah, that's right. It's another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. My name is Trent. And America is on assignment. So, welcome. Yes. I hope everyone is doing well. I am staring at a plate of food that I don't get to eat right now. Well, you will get to eat if I get to speak. How does that sound? That is a good <laughs> balance of power. I accept. <laughs> I like it. It's a good exchange. I'll, I'll go with it. I'll allow it. You'll let that one pass. I will. I'll allow it. Did you just mute yourself so that everyone wouldn't hear you uh, hurling all over yourself? Th- that's exactly what I did, Will. Well, that's that's mighty nice of you, it's, man. You know what, Will? Because I've been told this more than once, I'm a giver. You are. You give, are. Give, give. 
you are a giving, giving man. I think I'm wondering if France has changed his phone number this week. Oh, are you getting another call? I'm from, getting a from different. Someone? I'm getting a different number. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, by the way, if you want to take part in this live program or even the not so live program, because guess what? You'll hear it later. We play your viewer, your listener, pardon me, your listener uh, mail, whether yes. it's voicemail, your email or your uh, snail mail. I don't care. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll play it all. I don't know how we would play snail mail. Will. Well, I don't know how we would play mail. We read email. We read either. But that's not the point. <laughs> Okay, valid point. The point is, we'll 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 get you out there, and a lot of people. By the way, speaking of which, like Ryan, they have figured it out. They've gotten it dialed. They've realized, hey, I can get on the air if I leave a voicemail, and they'll play it back later. Yeah, and and and, and they don't even have to tune in, which I don't recommend. No, always tune in. Live. Always tune in. Always subscribe through iTunes. But if you want to yes. take part in the program, you can. It's very very simple. It is easy. We make it accessible to everyone. How do we do it, Trent? How do we do it on Twitter? Well, it's really easy. You you just uh, press shift and then the number three um, and then write netheads, one word. Why are you making it so complicated? <laughs> on Twitter, hashtag netheads. Uh, you can also yes. give us a call, 866-610-9455. Those are the numbers. Actually, you know what, though? I'm going to have to restart the uh, – if you're calling, great, but just hang in there. i got to restart that computer. It's being wiggy. Never, never can have anything go smoothly. But if you want to call after this machine restarts, it's eight six 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 one zero nine four five five. If you're in the continental U.S., if you're outside mm-hmm. of the U.S., it's nine two five two three eight ninety twenty. I think. Yeah, that's exactly it. Actually, I'm impressed. Will uh, America is usually here to give me the phone number. Yeah. And by the way, we actually just interrupted ourselves on the live stream. So I'm sure nobody knows what the hell is going yeah. on. It, that's that's a meta uh, example right there. Yeah, I didn't expect that kind of thing to happen. And also, uh, you can just use Skype as well. We're uh, NetHeads on air on Skype. All one word, I think. No, it's think. NetHead space on air, one word. Well, that's not confusing. We should fix that. <laughs> Somebody do something about it. I don't if know what's on, if going on. If only we had the power to change that. If only we had something to do with I'm fixing te- it. Well, and, and speaking of of the Twitter feed, Will, um, we got an international crowd tonight, all the way stretching from Australia to London. So thanks for joining us, everyone. London. And by the way, we love all locations. Oh, yeah. But that's something we'll get into a little later. I'm going to stuff some chicken in my mouth here. Say something. I usually like the why. That's my favorite location. Like, I know you're eating um, in your room, well, in your studio, but I prefer to eat at the why. I think that's my favorite location. You're a dirty little man. (laughs) A dirty, filthy little bastard. That's what you are. (laughs) It's true. I, I, I accept that. And I'm not afraid to tell everyone. No, and, and that's just it. I think, and especially women who would ever want to get to know me should know that as well. No, Lord. There should, I, <laughs> there should be a website that, you know, you type in a name and someone can be screened for it. Um, <laughs> and mine would just come up as dirty little man. <laughs> Proceed with caution. They have it actually, and there's a bunch of little yellow, uh, little blue dots <laughs> that accompany it. Str- strangely, my house sits, you know, Exactly 1.5 miles away from a school. That's I could Because I couldn't live 1.4 miles. Now, of course, miles, I can't log but, into the computer. Yeah. Hey, Trent. Yes, Will. 
we're only a week away finally from something big. What is it? Oh my gosh. We're less than a week away, technically. I mean, cause I'm gonna watch it Thursday night at midnight. And that's the Avengers. I'm uh, I'm tempted. I'm very tempted. Actually, there is in, in downtown Brentwood, the city I live, there is an old school theater. And by old okay. school, I mean, you know, it's it, they're not exactly a multiplex. It's 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 a one room theater. Yeah, they've got the nice big giant um display type sign that crawls up so it says Delta coming down, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. The whole the whole bitten uh whole bitten uh bitten bat. bitten padoodle. Yeah, I don't know. I meant the whole kit and caboodle, but uh I, I got that <laughs> run wrong. Whatever. So, uh they and they too are having a midnight screening. So I'm very, very tempted. Why is it nothing wants to work? I give up. I, I, I say you do it, Will. I mean, granted, yeah, work is going to suck balls and not in a remotely good way on Friday, but it's the Avengers. And then that'll get you stoked to, to go see it again on like Sunday night. By the way, um, no, I'm not going to do that because my wife is excited about seeing the movie. Okay. okay. So, uh, because of that, for that reason alone, uh, I cannot go see it at midnight because for one, she's not going to go see it at midnight. Okay, and and the, because she likes herself. Yes, exactly. And the other reason uh, is because uh, I will not be able to function at work the next day. I just wouldn't. I'm, I'm right. I've officially crossed that line. You know what I mean? I I do. And I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to kill myself in that manner. I just don't. It just doesn't seem worth it. See, and and for me, I I will I will do it. I will sacrifice. I'll probably come home and blog about it, and then just be a miserable dick at work the next day. Well, it's good that you at least you know you you're setting the expectation, and you know <laughs> you you know how you'll be. I I would just be useless. Well, I'm always useless on a Friday anyway. Oh God! I, yeah, I, at this point, I don't even understand why they make us work on Friday. Because man, oh man, nobody, Ugh. and I mean nobody's doing any work on a Friday. No, in fact, you know, everyone leaves early anyway. Yeah, exactly. Why, why bother? Let's just make it a three, a four day work week from now on. But then people will start working, stop working on Thursday. On Thursday until we just get down to like, ah, fuck it. We'll work from home. It's Monday. We're just going to work <laughs> one day a week and the economy collapses. Uh, <laughs> I I'm, would, I, I am, be okay with that. we have been, I actually, you know what? I got to say something. I'm really kind of pissed off at, at AT&T Uverse. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off at all of the cable providers probably because, you know, when it comes to on-demand content, right? it all is like the same thing. You know what I mean? As far as what your options are. Yeah. So, you know, from one system to the other. You can't find the Incredible Hulk. You can't find oh, Thor. Right. You can't find Captain America. Yeah. I would think they would have these on their services as a selling point right now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Cause I want to see all these, cause I've never actually sat down and seen The Incredible Hulk or Incredible oh, Hulk, whatever man, the title yeah. of it was with Ed Burns. I haven't seen it. So I really, 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 really want to see those ahead of time. Cause last night we had, um, a viewing of Iron Man. And by we, I just mean my wife, my daughter and I. And that's we. Let me tell you something. This is part of the reason why The Avengers is a movie that my wife is willing to go see. That Robert Downey Jr. is like Spanish fly for my wife. Oh my gosh. Isn't he suave though? She, he, oh man. I'm telling you right now, there is one person that I would actually feel threatened by if they were to come on to my wife and it's Robert Downey Jr. Well, I mean, I would say that I probably wouldn't pucker up if he wanted to, you know. 
I don't know where you're going with this right now, and I'm scared. I got to be honest. I, w- I would push back for him. Uh, I'm going to do something quite out of character. We're going to answer a phone call that isn't Francis because this, oh, is gosh. A, this is the number that was actually ringing before we got started. When they thought that we were live when we weren't live because right. the other show was broadcasting. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I'm sure that was very confusing for people. <laughs> They're like, oh, my gosh. they saw- Oh, Ed, Ed Norton. Pardon me. Ed, who's oh, Edward Ed Burns? Burns right. Who's Ed Burns? Um, I have no, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I think I buy my groceries from him. Hold on a second. <laughs> you are live with the NetHeads. Who are you? Where are you calling from? This is David from Louisiana. I called in last week. Oh, right on, dude. You listened live. We didn't have to call you to let you know. Or are you calling to yell at us because we didn't let you know? Oh, no. I, I called in because I wanted to let y'all know that I finished watching all of Doctor Who. And I have <laughs> some questions. Oh, okay, good. You powered, you powered through that whole last season then? Oh, I watched it all this last week. I just finished it Saturday morning. When did you well sleep, done, dude? Well done, sir. Thank you. When did you sleep? Uh, between working and sleeping, I, I didn't sleep. Yeah, it's, sleep's overrated. Yeah, it is. Okay, <laughs> so what are your, what are your questions? And by the way, if you haven't seen the last season of Doctor Who, uh, listen sporadically. If we spoil anything, sorry. Do we need to do a spoiler alert? No, I'm not going to. It's available on <laughs> it's available on Netflix. That's the way it is. Go ahead. What I are your questions? So. All right. My first question is, how did the doctor originally escape from the Pandorum? Because as you know, when you watch the episode, you see the doctor comes back from the future with his, with the little jump bracelet. And he tells Rory to go open the open the Pandorum and let him out. But how does he originally get out in the first place? Okay, well, first of all, what you're talking about is the Pandorica. Let's let's be right. specific. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. all right. No, no. I just yeah, want to make how, sure. How, I how dare make, you not know that obscure reference? I just want to make sure <laughs> everybody is aware. Okay. Um. So how did he get out of there? Well, it's a little complex because the Doctor from the future that we saw is the Doctor that's already gotten out. So he used Rory's right. vortex manipulator to go back in time to tell Let Rory to give Rory his but sonic the, screwdriver. See, I get that. I get that part. But my question is, the only way the doctor from the future got out is by having Rory let him out the box. But how did he get out in the first place to tell Rory to let him out of the box? Rory it's let time, him out. It's timey-wimey. It's timey-wimey? That's yeah. the only way right. you can explain it. Yeah, I'll uh, go with that unless one. you want to go cross-eyed, there's no way to figure it out. Now, another thing too to think about uh, when you when you consider that scenario. Um, no, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like a chicken and the egg scenario. You know, how did he ever right. originally get out? Well, he he didn't, and that's what it is. And the only thing I don't understand about that scenario too is. Uh, if he if he's so worried about crossing his own timeline in other his own time stream, how come he's able to right. interfere in it now in order to get himself out? You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Well, he doesn't directly interfere with himself except for when he gets shot. Yeah, but that's right. si- that's the sixth season. Oh, is that yeah. the sixth season? <laughs> Lee is even saying um, <laughs> it's timey wimey shit. Don't question it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good point. All right, now you're ready for my next question, right? Hit me. All right. In the episode of the library, way back with Rose. Okay. uh, All right. And he meets 
River Song for the first time. River Song tells him something secret, and he's like, that's my name. But she learns that information on her wedding, on her wedding. But when you watch the episode, he doesn't tell her her name. And, what, and River Song says, what's the first thing that the doctor tells you? I lie. Right. So, so what did River Song tell? I want to know what River Song told him because she was like, well, this is your name. If she didn't tell him his name, then what did she tell him? Well, what do you think, Trent? Well, I think that um, she, she still may actually tell him his name in the library episode, but he hasn't told her that yet um, in the timeline right. that we're following. Or that we know of. Yeah, we just yes. don't know yeah. these things. All right. All right. So, uh, or maybe... Maybe it's this. Maybe they're friends on Facebook. <laughs> and he already posted it in her timeline. That's true. And, and maybe right. he, he, he has a custom setting where only she saw it. Right, exactly. By the way, Mary, thank you because of what you said. I just literally stole that joke. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I, I, obviously there is some time in the future, her future, his past. or Actually, you know, that's the interesting thing about the character River Song because up until the Pandorica – Actually, you know, even maybe up until the point where um, the beginning of the first uh, – the sixth season, I mean. Uh, up until that point, she has, you know, kind of been living life uh, – we've seen her backwards. So every right. time we see her, she's a little younger. The only exception right. is when you get into the middle of the season with uh, Let's Kill Hitler. Right. And, yeah. and and possibly the very final episode that we saw for the season. Oh, right. Correct. Because, uh, you know, it's kind of unclear which river we're dealing with there. You know, technically we're dealing with a younger one. So, I mean, it, right. really, it's all kind of screwy. Who knows when he really tells her his name if he does. Or maybe that was a lie, too, in the end. We don't know. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. All I know is just like you said, Tommy Wimey stuff. It's all confusing because I I was watching episodes and I was very very happy with them, but I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Well, were you consuming anything uh, when you were watching them? No, no. I would when I get off of work at night, you know, all in the morning. I would come home, watch about two three episodes at a time, and keep on going. Right on. Oh, had a boy. That's the Man, way you got to do it. Heart. Well, that's the same way Trent was laid up with pneumonia, so that's how he was able to do it. Yes. So, yeah, it's just timey-wimey stuff. There's nothing you could do. All right. Nothing you can do. We, it, either that's something that they're going to – because, I mean, even in the sixth season, you know, they, they ended up dropping more hints. Because, you know, I've got questions, too. Like, exactly right. who was hijacking the TARDIS at the end of the fifth season, okay? Because, yeah. it, technically speaking – that question hasn't been answered. Trent, clear your throat. Do something, man. The hiss is killing me. <clears throat> Sorry. Thank I, you. I, I don't know what it is. With Trent's side, it starts hissing when he's quiet. Cough every once in a while. <laughs> but, okay, never mind. I changed my mind. Don't do that. Now he's muted. Just, now he's gone. Just turn, every time you need to clear your throat, just turn the mic off, clear your throat, turn it back on. But the problem is we need him to make noise because when he makes noise, the hiss that I'm hearing goes away. This it goes is a, away. It's an inside thing you don't know about. But anyway. Uh, uh, so we don't know really who took control of the TARDIS. That may still be revealed. And at the end of the sixth season, they dropped even more stuff on us with the, you know, at the such and such of whatever place when the 11th falls, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like oh, right, right, right. More, more right. stuff that we have to wonder about. But I don't think that, I hope none of it comes into play next season. I hope it's not serialized. I hope it's standalone. And I'm hoping we got, we have Matt Smith for at least two more seasons. 
this Did one and the end, next right. one. Has there been any well, info on that? Well, around for two to... seasons, right? Yeah, he I has mean, so and, far. And, and David Tennant, he stayed around for, what, four or three? Yeah. So Matt, David, Matt yeah. might be safe for another season or two, but... Well, it all depends on how long he wants to do it. Much longer. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it depends on how much traction he gets. Because he's still excited. relatively young, so, I mean, he could really do the role for a while, and it's not going to affect him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, he's got a whole lot of acting years ahead of him. He's still in his 20s. But at the same time, yeah. maybe he doesn't want to be typecast into the doctor for his whole life. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at, you look at actors like Rain Wilson... And sadly, he will always be Dwight Schrute, regardless of, you know, the amazing actor that he is because of it. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just excited that, that and, and I know this sounds weird, that Amy Pond's not going to be on the uh, on there anymore. Because that means that Karen uh, Gillan can come and date me now in, in real life. Oh, with all her free time. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure she hasn't got anything else going on. So why not hook up with the chubby guy from Utah? Exactly. I'm, but you gotta you gotta assume that she's gonna take a trip to Utah. I mean, what are you gonna do? You gonna go way across the pond? As they say, sir. Oh, he would love to go across the pond. Hell, believe me, I would be there. <laughs> I would go across the pond for pond. You would go across. All right. <laughs> I can believe that. She she was a very hot young woman. Oh, but she she is beautiful. Yeah. You, you and my wife feel the same way. That's because your wife has good taste. She chose you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is funny. Crystal Lee's wife says, uh, we have to stop the Doctor Who talk or else I will have to endure yet another week-long marathon. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and Router Ninja says, no, Amy Pond. Well, F show. this show then. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, thanks a lot for your call, man. I hope we were able to address some of your questions and concerns. Yeah, you were. Right on. Yeah, basically, just deal with it. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, just, just, just timey-wimey bullshit, huh? Yeah, just start, yep, using, exactly. start using the internet and see what the fans are saying about it. You know, maybe that'll help. All right. But, yeah, because I went cross-eyed trying to figure out, well, wait a minute, when exactly did he come out? How did he get out all of right. the Pandora? He had to have gotten out one time, for, but no. Apparently, he can do a little mini loop like that. It's fine. And he can cross his own timeline if he's using River's Vortex Manipulator. Oh, that's true, yeah, because he wasn't using the TARDIS to do it. Maybe, I don't know. Right. That's a good point. I don't know, maybe that was... See, look, there's the loophole, I just found it for you. Nice job, well done, Will. Alrighty, man, have a good uh, week, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you next week. Alright, be well, well, sir. Bye-bye. Now, Now, I've got a... Hold on, it's funny, Francis actually stopped calling up until the point where he could tell I was wrapping up the phone call. (laughs) <laughs> and then it started up again. Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> but you have a question, so you, he'll, he'll keep calling, so don't worry about it. Go ahead. Okay, well, my question, and, and uh, Spencer Oprah on Twitter just said, Rain Wilson should be Doctor Who. Do you think the world is ready for an American Doctor Who? No. At, will will the world ever be ready for that? Well, I don't know, because The Office did semi-successfully come over here. So that was one thing that was able to translate. But I don't know if Doctor Who really can. because <laughs> Right. There is a uh, the eighth doctor we've only seen once, if memory serves, because it, and I can't remember the actor's name who played him, and that was in a movie that was that aired on the Fox Network because they were going to try and bring it over here. Oh, how long ago was this? Oh, I don't remember. 
It okay. was, I think it might have been the late 90s. It was when Fox was still rather young. Sure. So, so, okay. So this is, this is like X-Files era on Fox. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a made for TV movie. I'm not exactly sure if people consider it canon or not, but. Okay. Uh, because the, uh, well, it, it was pre-reboot, so it could be anything anyway. Because basically sure. the doctor was escorting the master's body somewhere. And of course the master comes back to life or something. I don't know. But it, it, it wasn't successful. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't do anything. So never, ha- never went anywhere from that. Hmm, and that's why okay. it's kind of funny. Uh, if you go back and you watch the, uh, pilot for the reboot, Rose, you uh-huh. know, the first episode, uh, when they show a picture of, uh, Eccleston, is that his right. name? Yeah. Uh, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm doing terrible with names today. Uh, when Eccleston is shown like with a family right before uh, the Titanic, I think he stops them from getting on the Titanic. Uh-huh. He's wearing the outfit of that eighth doctor. Oh, really? I, if memory serves. Oh, and that's that's the one where there's all the conspiracists who are uh, talking about, you know, oh, there's a man out there, the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I I th- I'd never thought of of casting, you know, Rain Wilson in there, but I think I think he could do a really interesting uh, take on 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 the doctor's persona. I don't think so. Really? I really don't. I don't know. I, I'm just not feeling it. I don't know who I would cast in that role, but that's because I'm very too much in love with uh with um with Matt Smith. See, and I role. and I would say David Tennant. Like you'd put him back in. You me. really like Tennant more? Oh than, uh, my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Well, you have he, that right. Well, no. I, I I the thing I enjoyed about Tennant was he was he was wacky, but extremely passionate though too you know there were times when you're like he was like fuck i'm gonna bring the rain bitches well i but you see my thing is i really felt that even though he did a great thing with the role i also kind of feel that he was a little over the top unnecessarily many times okay you know well and 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 likewise i would say that uh you know matt smith's portrayal is overly stupid at times i would now wait a minute hold on hold on Hold on, sir. Uh, uh, Hell no. I think not. I think not. Okay. I'm gonna put. Let me put your answer up on the board. No, doesn't stand. Our survey says. How how is it you claim that he is dumber? Please. Uh, And I and I use the term dumb in in the literal uh you know turn of the century sense like he he's discombobulated he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't know who he is he hasn't figured himself out yet and well i don't know do i like that i don't know that's weird well in the very beginning of the season yes they're all that way but when it comes to i think the overall portrayal once you get past that very first one other than the occasional admission you know oh, i've been around too long i'm too old too thick you know, when he says those kind of things, yeah, you know, maybe he's just got too much information. But I really feel that that the, his portrayal of the Doctor is, even though he looks very young, he pulls off a very amazingly old performance. Like, it, you got to, dude, at, at the end of Big Bang, when he is talking to Amy and he's inside the adjusted Pandorica, uh-huh. I mean, I would convince, I was thoroughly convinced this guy is millions of years old at this point, not just 900. Hundred, excuse me, because he is portraying old really good. Right. I mean, I just, I felt like he was my grandfather, just less annoying and not abusive to me. <laughs> and without, and without using the N word blatantly. Exactly. And speaking <laughs> of N word, let's welcome Francis to the phone. 
Hey. How are you, sir? Pretty good. You're not offended we took another caller, are you? Well, it was a bit of bother, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, actually, you guys did annoy me a little bit with that. You should know yeah, better. Yeah. This is my show, damn it. Is that is that <laughs> your feeling, Francis? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hey, you made Francis laugh. That's hey, the first time I think that's happened. Hey, Francis, I have a question for you. Yep. How did you feel that uh, they handled the Green Lantern movie? How How did you feel about that? Because I, I thought it was a little bit much that they went straight into Parallax with the first movie. What do you think? Well, I liked it. It was a good film. I uh, I gave it a second chance today, and I think I was a little too hard on it the first time. My, big, you know. Like who who was laughing in the background? What was that? I don't know. That was Is Spence Roper in your house right now? He is. And he heard me say that I or he was laughing at something else. He's probably looking at porn. Okay, good. <laughs> I told you to get him He's out of there before internet. the show started. <laughs> anyway, but do you think that was a little soon to kind of go into the whole parallax thing? Um well, it's kind of been worked into it as an integral part of the the mythos. It it has, but I mean, like before the whole how how Jordan going bad thing was it really that prominent? No. Yeah. See, exactly. That's why I'm surprised they went in that direction right away. Not to mention completely eliminating it. Now, the other thing too that I wasn't happy about in that movie, other than the stupid racetrack for saving, that was clearly a Hot Wheels Ugh. tie-in. Product placement. But the other thing that bothered me about it was there's no explanation, rhyme, or reason why Sinestro is putting on that yellow ring at the during the credit roll. He's being experimental. You think that's what it is? You, it's like he, it's like he's in college and he needs to experiment a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you know. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. It's not it's not completely wrong. Look, I only touched it a little bit. Um, <laughs> what was it Seth Rogen said in 4-Year-Old Virgin? I, uh, a guy once touched my nuts in Hebrew school. Uh, but clearly the ring was being, the yellow ring was being stored somewhere by the guardians. So why on earth did, I just don't understand that part. My biggest problem with the movie was they needed to decide which story they wanted to tell. Did they want to tell, uh, the, the, the story with Sinestro or not? Right. Um, instead of using the first, you know, this movie to set up the entire story for Sinestro. Yeah. You know, the other thing, too, that bugs me about it as well, uh, no. Ryan Reynolds in the role. Yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I totally agree with you. I needed, uh, honestly, here's the thing. Um, I would have really preferred, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if he could have portrayed intellectual a little more, I think Channing Tatum would have been great in that role. Oh yeah, well, and and I think I think Ryan Reynolds would be a would be a great Guy Gardner, but not a Hal Jordan. No, yeah, you're right. What do you think, Francis? Well, um, Channing Tatum would be a good choice because he used to be a stripper, and comics <laughs> were basically built on porn houses. There you go. Now wait a yeah. minute. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Somebody hit the brakes there. <laughs> what do you mean, Francis? Well, it said so in Men of Tomorrow by Gerard Jones, the uh, book that did research into it. The DC Comics started out as a porn house, and then they went legit. They hired someone from Tamney, and uh, they started producing uh, material for chil for children. Really? Yeah. And do you agree with that, Trent? Well, I, I mean, we know that the creator of Wonder Woman um, definitely drew a lot of uh, fetish work. Oh, really? 
Oh yeah, that, is- like like her her costume itself is, is based on that. And if you'll notice in in the early uh, uh, strips, every knot she ties is actually a bondage knot. You know, uh, wow, that's and interesting. women wear skin tight costumes. You know, so. well, so do the dudes though. Yeah, and believe me, I'm not complaining. What? <laughs> um, but so there is like a whole seedy underworld to uh, comics that I'm not even aware of. Yeah. Oh. Well, what was on your mind this week, Francis, now that we've derailed you for four and a half minutes? Uh, speaking of DC Comics, I have the Golden Age Starman on my mind. Okay, good to know. We'll we'll put that one in the official record. <laughs> uh, do you even... Wait, did you say Starman? Yeah, Starman. You mean Jeff Bridges when he comes down planet? At night. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> tell me something about Starman. Trent, get well, me caught up. I like that he was directly based on Superman, the way Starboy <laughs> from Legion of Superheroes was based on Superboy directly. You know, I really get the feeling that in your mind, Francis, there is an entire Wikipedia of DC Comics. That you, yep, like, you memorize this stuff the same way people memorize, like, baseball statistics and that kind of thing. Is that the case? Yeah, like Mark Wade, yeah. <laughs> but but does that mean like at what at what point does your Wikipedia uh, year I mean what at what year does your your knowledge stop like you know sixty two the Silver Age or what? Uh yeah around sixty two yeah that is the that is the uh, <laughs> that is the line of demarcation. <laughs> it ends here and goes no further. <laughs> Good to know. So yeah. tell us about Starman. Why did you I, invite him to do that? I'm just saying because I don't know anything about. Do you know anything about Starman? No, I was born in '71 and didn't read my first comic <laughs> till '84. You, you weren't aware that his first appearance, you know, was back in the '40s. No. What did you do? Quickly look it up on Wikipedia. Of course I did. Hey, by the way, another thing too that really bugs me about the Green Lantern movie, <laughs> Captain Non Sequitur, <laughs> Sinestro. With a name right. like Sinestro, you don't think eventually he's going to go bad? Right. Yeah. The name alone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Slytherin in Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. Well, that just sounds wrong. <laughs> and it's for Sinister. Yeah. Exactly. Wh- yeah. Wait, it does? Yeah. I, dude, really? Come on, Trent. Yeah. You're not that reduced by illness. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, so tell us about this Starman. Well, other than the, is the, obviously you just said it's a direct replication of the uh, Superman story. Yeah, I read the greatest Golden Age stories ever told, published by DC Comics, and mm-hmm. uh, he has a cosmic rod, and that allows him to fly just like Superman. <laughs> he has a cosmic <laughs> rod. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it looks like a, it looks like a dildo. <laughs> oh, it does. It totally does. Well, that's why it's called a cosmic rod, my friend. And you're just going to get him to bring up that whole porn angle again. Go yeah. ahead. Tell us, uh, tell us about how his rod is, uh, pornographic. Well, he's related to Sandra Knight, who is the, uh, Phantom Lady, and she had some headlight covers with the big breasts. Ooh, nice. God, that's nice. That's really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, in, uh, Francis, I'm sure you remember there was an issue or an episode of, uh, um, comic book men where they, uh, or the, the, the companion podcast, uh, where they actually talked about, uh, the, this was Starman, the, the, the new age version, Jack Knight character is actually Ming's favorite comic book character. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Okay. I'm well, glad you both it, do, because I, I sure as hell don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the call, Francis. I appreciate you uh, letting me grill you on Green Lantern. You're welcome. All right, man. Have a great week, all right? It was a pretty good film, yeah. Yeah. Overall. I think so too. And you know what? I, I promise I will pick up you, uh, pick up your call first next week. Okay. All right, man. Have a good one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's hang up. Cosmic rock. I don't know. I think he did. I don't know. <laughs> I think we may have defused Francis. Oh. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's permanent or what. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Trent. Hey, Will. Speaking of all of our wonderful callers, some of them do it when we're not here. Did you know that? You know, uh, because you have voicemail set up, I think, don't you? That's right. So, cue the music. And now it's time for Listener Mail. In case you couldn't make that out, let's try that again. And now it's time for listener mail. That's right. Whether it's written or text or spoken, it is time for us to review your listener mail. Now, um, first of all, I, I think I mentioned this last week. Ryan has figured out, as many of you are now learning, the way to get on the show is to call and leave a voicemail. Because we, you can't really, we can't stop you from saying much. No, you can pretty much say whatever you want. Yeah, I do actually edit these, but but Ryan hit, <laughs> hit us up once again. So let's 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 hear from Ryan this week. Hey, Netheads, it's Ryan in Kansas City. Um, just wanted you guys to know. Well, the uh, iPod Nano has a pedometer built into it that also gives you Nike fuel points. So you can add one of those on to you too, and then it'll sync right up through iTunes right to the Nike Plus website give you some of that extra fuel you've been looking for. I just wanted to say thanks again for you guys playing me last week. Give me a shout-out anytime you want, at Carval, that's at K-A-A-R-V-A-L. Catch y'all later. <laughs> Let him get Bye. his plug in. There we go. I was going to say, you hear that, that self-promotion? Yeah. This man is a marketer. He is. He definitely is. Uh, the second one, now, I'm amazed we haven't received more. I really, I got this message, and I thought this was going to be the tone all week. Okay. Uh, because so many people listen to NetHeads. I just thought we were going to get barraged from the Australian area with calls like this one from Sean. Hi, guys. This is Sean from Townsville in North Queensland in Australia. Just wanted to let you know that in approximately one hour, I'm going to see the Avengers. Just had to wrap in. <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I bet you're really sorry. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> America's uh, fiance, Ruth, she's seen it twice. <laughs> Of course she has. Twice already. Yeah. Um, now, uh, this one also another great phone call. Now we've, we've spanned the globe. We're, we're, we've getting, gotten, we've had calls yeah. from all over. Oh yeah. From, from Russia to the, the nether, Netherlands, right? Yep. Well, and Australia. And, yeah. And I mean, we, we're covering it all. We're still waiting for Hawaii, but here's another good one. How about Jamaica? Oh. Yeah. Shamar from Jamaica. Hit me, brother. Oh, that had. Shamar calling from the island of Jamaica. No, not as exotic as, you know, uh, Australia or India or wherever the hell else you say they got people listening. But hey, it's somewhere that has America. Anyway, I'd just like to, let's see, give you some in content. Um, 
technology-wise, I'm currently using an iPhone 3GS, which may sound sad, but considering I upgraded from a BlackBerry, this is like going from, you know, to a computer. Because in here, in Jamaica, it's a technology wasteland. Everybody here has BlackBerries. It's very sad. So I'm one of the best phones in the entire country. And as far as nerd stuff, y'all need to watch that new Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man that Scott Mosier wrote is going to write for because like it's basically Spider-Man with Sam the Guy and Scott Pilgrim. It's funny as hell and super cool and nerdy. Anyway, let's not take up too much time. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Bye, guys. Super cool and nerdy. You can't I, ask for I like Sean. Yeah. Wait, was that his name? Shamar. Sean? Shamar. Shamar. Sean was the earlier caller. Yeah. 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 Shamar. I, he's 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 happy to have his 3G iPhone because everyone else has BlackBerry. And he's stoked on it. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to have the, the latest and greatest whatever it is. He's just stoked that he has a working product. Yeah, and he also pitched right in and said, by the way, something nerdy, Ultimate Spider-Man, if you're not watching it, you should be. And I told, and I give that a, a full uh, endorsement as well. I have absolutely loved it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, and, and uh, Smoes did, uh, I think, a couple wrote a couple of the uh, the episodes. Yeah, he did. And, and I really should have been watching it. Like I saw uh, one day we were putting my daughter to bed. And I saw that it was on the the screen, you know, the guide, because I always like right. she she watches TV for about thirty minutes before she falls asleep. Got the timer on, all that jazz. And <laughs> and I saw Ultimate Spider. I'm like, oh my god, that started! I want to record this. But you know, yeah, priorities. You know, put your daughter to bed appropriately. Well, yeah. <laughs> now my this isn't my favorite call, but uh, here's the Uh-oh. way here's the way the Smodco Internet Radio stream works. Okay. 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 Every morning at four o'clock, you're going to hear the previous day's morning show. Okay. And then we're going to start playing like the podcasts of the day. The reason why I do this is it's like, you know, here's a East Coast feed and a West Coast feed kind of feel, right? Right. So on Thursdays, that means that, you know, you're going to hear the Smart Coast Morning Show and then you're going to hear this past Sunday's NetHeads because we (laughs) slip it in there. And and apparently uh, this person didn't give a name, so we'll just call him Stoner Bud. (laughs) Because <laughs> I'm relatively certain he's a Waken Baker after you hear his message. And because, uh, too, that was one of the most awesome credits I ever saw in Hollywood history. And that was at the end of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Because Eric Stoltz was like stoner bud number two. And, <laughs> oh, for, of uh, uh, Sean Penn. Yeah, and then there was also stoner bud number one. So <laughs> let's listen in from stoner bud who called us Thursday morning during our re-air. <laughs> Okay. Oh, hey, is this NetHeads? Because, like, uh, what you're trying to talk about is the end of time two-part special Matt Tennant or David Tennant <laughs> Matt conversion. See, that uh, dude's high. Anyway, <laughs> the specific name is the end of time. I guess this isn't live. No, it's not live, but thank you, Stoner Bud, for calling in. Uh, so those are this week's <laughs> phone calls. I hope That's you enjoyed it just them. Ended? That's it. Just, <laughs> yeah, I guess this isn't live. Click. <laughs> There we oh, shit. go. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what's also awesome is that coffee yours. I'm never gonna get. I'm never gonna lose it, and I, I hope you don't either. Because it's. I think it's very important that people know that when you laugh, you're one step away from dying. Yeah. No. And that's just it. Like that's that's my dedication to the show. <laughs> is that I'm I'm sacrificing my well being to laugh. <laughs> that's good. You should. Uh, but you know, it makes me happy to know that I bring you such laughter. Yeah. Thank you, Will. <laughs> But yeah, that's our first phone call from Jamaica. And he just muted himself because he's uh, probably uh, throwing it got, up right it got, now. It got real for a second. I had to, you know, cough up <laughs> what was left of a lung. Oh, okay, good. I thought maybe Spencer Oper was finishing. I don't know. 
No, I would I would leave that on air. <laughs> uh, but nobody wrote to us, so uh, if you want to email us, I don't care. Find a way. There's the snail <laughs> bag link on smodcast dot com. Yes, and that, as they say, is that now Trent. Yes, I don't know if you have noticed, but there is a special day coming up. Two oh. Sundays from now. Do you know what day that is? I know exactly what day it is because it's my annual trip back to Wyoming. It's Mother's Day. That's right. And, my friend, if there's any one thing I know about Mother's Day, the best place to go for gifts is Think Geek. Oh, absolutely. I know that every woman in this world would love the fine products from Think Geek. And uh, they're really easy to get. Do you know how you could do that, Trent? Well, I if I were to do it, I would just go through the link off of uh, the our, our website. Boy, that was smooth, dude. Uh, if you go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads, there is a wonderful little link there that goes to Think Geek. And I kid you not, they have got Mother's Day packages set up. Like a, a full ready-to-go package. Yeah, the, a full oh. thing. They've got they've got the good kid and the really good kid <laughs> is what <laughs> they smart. are. I yeah, I mean yeah, because you know the, you really want to when you're when you're shopping, you know you're really like, well, what am I, do I want to get something good from for mom or do I want to get something great for mom? Yeah. So uh, if you go there, right at the top of the page, there's the Mother's Day Gift Center, and they have got lots of awesome things. My favorite one is, excuse me, that multi-pack gift uh, cookie tin thingamajigger. It's got all <laughs> it's got all kinds of stuff. Heart-shaped hand warmers. Uh, what else is in there? Oh, you. I mean, you've got uh, well, the, in just just in the top gifts for moms, you've got everything from like uh, uh, if your mom's a wine drinker, you know, everything from a, a wine set for for popping that old cork out, you know. Oh, how about the cupcake bath bombs? Those are really cool. So you drink <laughs> it, it's shaped like a cupcake. It looks pretty. You drop it in your bath, and you get all fancy smelling and all that jazz. You know what the problem is, Will? I would end up trying to eat one of those. Oh, uh, don't act like you didn't already. <laughs> And hey, if your mom is into the Hunger Games, like all the other teens I know, what? <laughs> uh, they've got the Hunger Games Mockingjay pin. It's only eleven ninety nine. And Will, let's be honest, what mom wouldn't love a Doctor Who River Song TARDIS journal? Only ten bucks. I know exactly. A great place to put your hidden thoughts, memories, and the way you track your love affair with the Time Lord. It's perfect. Or, but remember, no spoilers. Uh, also, there's the Pixel Heart heat changing mug. The heart fills up as you fill it with hot liquids. How cool is that? You know, just like Link getting his health back. Uh, you know, one of the ones I also really like too, if you haven't seen it, is the Smart Mud Flap Girl. So it looks like the classic Mud Flap Girl, <laughs> but instead of the long flowing hair it's a ponytail and in, and you can tell she's actually wearing a dress and she's reading a book yeah it's it's classy and if there's any one thing moms love it's chocolate but they're not going to thank you for getting it unless they have an iphone 4 and you can get them a chocolate scented iphone 4 case because <laughs> there's nothing i like more than when i'm talking on the phone getting hungry <laughs> Just chewing on the side of my phone. Pretty much. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, perfect gifts for moms at thinkgeeksmodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the ThinkGeek link to get everything you need because ThinkGeek has it. They've got everything. They've got stuff for smart masses. Wow, you actually didn't say it. And maybe smart asses. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, and you know, one I thing we didn't mention, too, if... It because nothing says I love you like a plush beating heart. With any purchases of $75 or more, you get the free plush beating heart. We didn't yeah, even bring up we didn't even bring up the geek points this week. Oh yeah. I actually I actually utilized some this week. We I a couple weeks ago I broke the salt and pepper shaker in the house. 
Well, the salt uh-huh. shaker. So far, that's two that I've taken out. Apparently, I've got uh, I, I've got a mission to take down sodium in any shape or form. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you broke them in, in having good luck in throwing salt over your shoulder. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, I just got notification. All these great Mother's Day gifts at Think Geek. So I was uh, looking over the site, which is why I love talking about it because it's easier to talk about something that you believe in, and I really do believe in their products. And uh, one of the things they had. You know, my wife said, oh, well, do they, she saw me looking at it. She's like, well, do they have a salt and pepper shaker, Mr. Clumsy Hands? <laughs> Which oddly is her nickname for me in bed, and I don't know why. But <laughs> as a matter of fact, they do. Now, check these out. These are great. They're called spice wands. And it's, it's a, it looks like a fairy wand. You know, it's, spice wands? it's got a star at the end and, you know, the handle for holding it. And there's a black one for pepper and a white one for salt. So you can just wave flavor over your food. <laughs> It's very magic. I'm making it salty and bad for me. Yahoo! Oh my gosh. Yeah. Spice ones, baby. Oh, d- definitely. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm just going to let that one go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, look. Even Router Ninja says having a very nerdy girlfriend means Lenny will be spending a lot at Think Geek. That's, that's, oh, that's what you want, it's buddy. It's a smart man. Yeah. Very much so. He's because he's one of the smart masses, Will. You know, another cool thing that they have that, that people might like, uh, whether it be for your kitchen counter or your office cubicle space. A Harry Potter I, wand? No, no. <laughs> it's a, it, it, it's a piece. It's a, what are we going to do for the last half hour of the show? We're going to talk about Think Geek. Why not? <laughs> We're just going <laughs> to talk about sponsors. That's all. If you don't buy, we won't shut up. Um, yeah, we won't be on again. No, there's a, uh, it's a, it's a glass jar for like snacks or candies or stuff, but it's, it's the way it's, you see the problem when you're talking about glasses, it's blown to look like <laughs> a very happy bag. No, it, it's, yeah, it, it sounds like it sounds accurate to me yeah, then. <laughs> it's it shaped to look like a, a plastic bag that's open and just sitting, you know, like a sandwich bag with the Ziploc. Okay. It's really cool. Anyway. All right. Uh, Von Cleef <laughs> says fairy whale prancing around his food. I might do that with the wands too. You never know. That's true. You don't. Oh. And you can, you could put, uh, all sorts of spices in there, like, uh, cumin. You could put that in, in there and, and get cumin all over your food. You if that's the spice cumin, you like. Cumin. Oh, is, oh, never mind then. Yeah, cumin. That's what I meant. Next time you go to the Indian restaurant, tell them you want cumin instead of cumin. It's going to be a totally different flavor. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot less creamy. I'm guessing. Very much so. And it, yeah, <laughs> it'll be a lot better for you. Oh man. Hey, by the way, Trent, uh, we talked about the Avengers. We took some phone calls, and then the lines are still open. By the way, it's not that we were ignoring you. We just got to pay the bills. But Netheads yeah. on Air is the Skype name, or you can give us a call at eight six 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 one zero nine four five five. Or what's that nine two five number, Trent? Um, it's pretty simple to remember nine two five. Two three eight ninety twenty. Um, this past week, I had a very awesome day. I came walking in the house, and just Uh-oh. as the door is opening, my wife is holding a pops bobblehead in her hand. Oh gosh! And it's an Iron Man. And if and if you follow Will on Twitter, uh, just you know at NetheadWW, you you saw that he was just so stoked to get it. That more things happened well, that day. Well, I felt bad for Iron Man because he was so <laughs> he was so small, cute, and adorable, just sitting there. I'm like, he needs his team. We he must does. assemble. Yeah. Fifty dollars later. <laughs> well, technically forty dollars later because my wife already spent ten. Right. I had Captain America, Thor, Gosh. the Hulk. Who, by the way, it, you should never say this about the Hulk, but 
adorable. He's so cute. And and Nick Fury. All five of them now are lined up on my bookshelf. Slowly, I'm getting a bookshelf just like Trent's. Now, which is fine, and I fully support that. Was there a, not a uh, Black Widow? No. Oh, man. No, as a matter of fact, I was walking uh, from work to BART this past week. And I'm going by, and there's a bus going down the street, and it's an Avengers bus side ad, and it's on one part, it's got Black Widow, and the other one, it's got, um, uh, what's his name? The Hawkeye. Hawkeye. It's got Hawkeye on the other side, and I'm just like, look, it's two characters in that movie that you really don't know. <laughs> That's good advertising dollar right there. Right. You know why didn't but, they, why mean, didn't why didn't they just put the chick from How I Met Your Mother that's in there too as an agent of Shield? <laughs> like, oh, okay, right. It, you know what? As long as there's cleavage, I don't think it matters. Is it Kobe or Colby Smolders or something like that? I think is her name. Having a clue? Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Von Cleef says a lot of Trent stories involve the words, <laughs> and at fifty dollars later, <laughs> we were in love. I woke up in. And then you finish. It's like a Mad Lib. There you go. Hey, so Trent, what, what yes. do you got in your corner this week now that we've allowed me once again to dominate the conversation <sighs> for nearly an hour? Well, uh, gosh, there, there's a lot to talk about, Will. Um, and, and I, 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 I feel like whenever you and I are left to ourselves, it always turns into TV talk, which I'm okay with. I don't mind that. Um, I feel like we haven't addressed community in quite a while and that needs to be rectified. Will isn't listening. He's reading Twitter. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, what? Um, hey, Will, are, are you with us? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just reading Twitter. Oh, you don't say. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Uh, we haven't talked about community in probably one episode. So really, we should, should, we should address this. Uh, I have to tell you, um, this is your segment. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead, talk. No, uh, all I'm saying is, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, this is a spoiler, um, because this this past episode I thought was done very very well for someone who uh, even just last night watched at least four episodes of a Law and Order. Oh my God, that episode was insane. Okay, so oh. you're actually allowing me to talk, so I will because I was going to say it's Trent's time. Let him speak, <laughs> but no, we will totally disregard that. Uh, Good. I when Community returned. Mind you, a lot of the episodes that we're seeing, they, for lack of a better term, they made in a bubble. Like they've right. been getting a lot of, uh, they're used to getting a lot of feedback. So the first few episodes of the season, there's fan reaction that they're able to tap in on for further production. But, you know, they're in a bubble at that point. And this is something they weren't used to in the mid-season. They're in a bubble as well. Right. And some of these episodes were kind of sketchy. Oh, yeah. For lack of a better term. Uh, I think the one they came back with, was that the one with the celebrity impersonators? Yeah, it was. Uh, yes, it was. And mm -hmm. that one which, was which just... Which wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but really it was bordering on odd. And But, you know, the one thing that it was nice is that they took the the character that plays Britta and they made her up to look Michael Jackson. Because we all <laughs> been saying this whole time, she looks like Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's, and, and you know what? That, that alone made the episode. Yeah, exactly. Now the one after that, what was the one after that? Was that uh, the first part of the two-parter? Yes, that was the first part of the, uh, the Blankets Pillows War. Right. So that one was just kind of odd. Cause you yeah. know, you, it, and, and then the one immediately after that. Oh, the, the, the Ken Burns version. Was both, uh, wait, what? 
Yeah, the the it was you know the the Civil War. Yeah, the uh, Civil War documentary. Again, yeah. it's brilliant, but really weird. You know, okay? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was okay. I just I, I the thing about this show that I've constantly said over the last season is that it's just too aware of itself. Okay. 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 And, and maybe it's bordering too much on weird. I mean, th- this trend really started with the whole uh, KFC spaceship episode with the oh, trailer. Right, that was, right. You know, that's where things really started to get odd, and they continued from there. But the Law and Order episode. This wasn't just a oh, stupid tongue-in-cheek good. parody. This wasn't just, oh, by the way, the whole uh, Dreamatorium episode. Oh, which was complete shit. I, like, was, I think that's the worst episode they've ever done. It was too confusing. It was uh, way too odd. And, you know, even my wife, who tolerates community at best at this point, she just looked up and said, what the F is going on? See, this is the reason why I can't stand this show anymore. Aren't they at a community college? Which, by the way, was one of the greatest lines of the Civil War episode. Because the dean just, and it fades away from him as he's saying, it's like, does anyone actually go to class here? Right. And you tell he's saying, I mean, come on. Right. And the dean, by the way, first of all, Oscar winning writer. Yes. Um, he is just such an amazing character. Like, uh, what was it at the beginning of the, it wasn't the blankets and pillows one. It was so. What was the one where he was dressed as a half man, half woman? <laughs> what was that at the beginning? Um, of? I th- that I, may have been the Dreamatorium the- episode. Yes, it was the Dreamatorium episode. And so the one before the Dream, there's one we're missing because there was one before the Dreamatorium episode. Because you remember he comes in and he he's just like woo woo and and he's dressed like a conductor. Oh, and he's like by and, the way, I'm in the train. Yeah, cuz you think usually his outfits are like connecting to the event that's happening, but instead he's like right. oh, and side note, I'm in the trains now. <laughs> um uh that was the uh same episode that had the the like three line delivery from uh, John Goodman which was just Oscar worthy in and of itself. What was that? Uh, I don't even remember what it was, but he, that's all he all he had was three lines, and I was just like, "Oh my god, give this man something now, please!" <laughs> Not to mention, probably one of the greatest Van Dykes I've ever seen. Yes, and thank you for calling it what it is. It bugs me when people call it a goatee. It's a goatee. No, the thing on your chin—that portion is the goatee. Yeah, the, yeah, your your taint tickler is a goatee. The my thing friend. above it is a mustache. When you have the hair that joins the two, you've got a Van Dyke. Deal mm-hmm. with it, okay? Learn, learn, learn what you're talking about, people. Don't be our dumb like I is. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. But when it comes to the Law and Order episode. I thought that one was genius because oh, it, was it wasn't just a tongue. In- wow, I'm having a flashback because I literally just said this before I interrupted <laughs> my own self. I interrupted myself. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't it's timey, know. It's timey-wimey. I guess so. It wasn't just a tongue-in-cheek thing. This was literally a tribute episode to Law & Order written by people that knew and loved the methodology Okay, because oh, it has gosh, yeah. all of the elements of a classic Law and Order episode. Everything, right down to like their little powwow when he's getting the hot dog. You know what I mean? That little like, right. well, you know, yes. we know this thing. What are we gonna do? And they have to work out their plan, and and all the way down to the spo- well, actually, it's not a spoiler. I don't have to worry about it. All the way right down to that whole that final summation moment, and then suddenly the call comes in of some alternative tragedy that's occurred. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, this was genius. <laughs> I just loved it. Uh, we do have a phone call. Can we put this on hold? Stick Absolutely. A, stick a pin in that. Let's take this phone call, Trent. <laughs> should, should we answer it like um, NPR? You're live with uh, the NetHeads. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's Ruth. How are you? There we go. It's Ruth. Are you on the way to the doctor right now? No, I'm on the way back. I escaped medical care just so I could call NetHeads. Now, are, you call, are you calling just to torment us at the fact that you've seen Avengers not once? Avengers kicks so much ass. Avengers <laughs> is so awesome. <laughs> so I'm calling. <laughs> I've seen it twice, and I'll see it two more times before you get to. Nice, thank you, Ruth. I appreciate that. Sorry, you make what me... was that? I was just, I was just saying. You're like, oh, I've seen it twice, and I'll see it two more times before you even get to. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm seeing it this afternoon as well. See, son of a bitch. What? But mind you now, let's take a look at this. Let's observe the situation. Let's forget the fact that that Ruth is, um, I don't want to say she's not your typical female, but let's <laughs> let's just look at the fact that she is a woman. What we're oh, trying to say politely is Ruth is a giant nerd. Yeah, we're, let's ignore that fact for a moment. You've got a lady that is going to see this dude flick a third time. Now, are you are you watching these a by yourself? Are you seeing these by yourself, Ruth? I'm going to go again on Wednesday as well. See, I told you she's going to see it two more times before. Wow. She'll have seen it four times before we even get to see it. Now, and, and mind you, yeah. her Wednesday is our Tuesday, so I'm, uh, it's all kinds of messed up. It's uh, timey-wimey. But Ruth also has a, a really big crush on the guy that plays Hawkeye. Oh my god, Jeremy Renner is the hottest person in the entire universe and he needs his own movie where he's just there and he's smoldering and hot and See, so I, I think she's not only I think she's not only seeing these movies by herself, she's seeing them in the back row, if you know what I mean. With her coat over her lap. That's what I think. Oh my gosh. I was just watching that movie just like uh sexiness. There's so much attractiveness in that movie. I don't understand how it's like not the biggest gay icon ever. Because well, Charlotte <laughs> did it and she thought that they spend a lot of time watching Captain America flex his ass. Oh. Which Ooh. I think is great because equal opportunity curving, which is awesome. Abso- absolutely, yeah. If, if I get to see Scar, Scar Joe's uh, cleave, then right on. I say show off uh, Chris it's Evans' butt you And serious, tight focus ass shots. But it's okay because it's right followed by a tight shot ass of Captain America, which was... By far the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, because that's not a spoiler, but the best part of the movie is where they do a tight focus on panning up Captain America's thighs to his Well, what's, ass, what's really going to be... Tightly, tightly flexed. I'd just like to... I'd love to imagine what would happen if they had a, a scene where there was some Jeremy Renner, Robert Downey Jr. man-on-man action. I think Ruth may have just imploded. <laughs> <laughs> She I, just, I totally she's like, I'm done. I, need I to came take out of that now. movie, um, and I went to see it with my baby brother, which is probably not the best person to have the conversation with. But I was like, I would tag team all of the Avengers. <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> Including Scar Joe and the chick from How I Met Your Mother. Just and call my her. Just looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> when it comes to the Avengers, just call Ruth Fingercuffs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually think I said that to America as well. Oh, like, lovely. Yeah, okay, <laughs> And then I ended up in like a six-round drag-out fight about what's better, the Avengers or the Dark Knight. So, you know, speaking of the nerdiest conversations on Earth, I had it for the entire night and day following seeing the Avengers. Wow. Well, I don't know. I'd be yeah. interested to compare. I've because I have seen people say things like "best superhero movie" or "best movie." Period. Yeah, I've seen that too. So, well, and and it's got. Yeah, a, I've seen that too. But you know what? I I don't think there's a comparison between the Dark Knight and the Avengers because while they're both comic book movies, they're completely different in terms of genre. You know, like just because they both got action and both got comic book characters doesn't mean they're like the same or even comparable. It's like comparing the Hunger Games to Twilight just because teens like them both. It's just a, a really, really stupid comparison. Well, there you go. <laughs> I can't wait to compare the two. So suck that, nerd. <laughs> Take that. Well, thank you, Ruth, for yeah. saying, telling the for audience to... For rubbing um, it also, in. <laughs> by the way, if you haven't already messaged America to say good luck with his... Um, film festival thing tonight you should really um do that at american 76 on twitter because today we hope he wins but even if he doesn't he's super awesome and he would appreciate your message oh there you go so everybody do that at america 76 tell the man good luck good luck now i'm the yes. asshole because i haven't and done I think, it yet by the way you can get his um screenplay on uh ibooks now i think he published it to ibooks oh smart Oh, genius. Yeah. Yeah, so that is smart. if you can find it, go find it because it's really excellent. It's called Tempest Fugit. I wonder if everybody's going to start doing that, too, as a way to prove the fact that they um, were um, they the, ori it? the origin originators of an idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. day and date, yeah, you have proof you that you what? wrote it. It's I mean, he's registered it like a year ago with uh, Screen Actors Guild, so or screenplay people, or I don't know, whatever the thing that you're supposed to do, he registered it. Oh, good yep, for yeah, him. Yeah, that, that's the, definitely the uh, thing to do. Yeah. All right, Ruth. Well, uh, I hope anyway, you get better. I'm going to go have a job now that I'm not dying or going to hospital. Okay. Well, <laughs> glad to hear that. Good time. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't there Bye. we go. That was Ruth. I, you know, did we offend Amy Kins? Because I haven't heard from her. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and think maybe she has better things to do than call us. Crazy talk. <laughs> Blasphemy. What is this? You're talking uh, about the netheads. Uh, you know, some some publishers won't even take uh, work from writers if they've published anything about it on their blogs even. Really? Yeah, That's it's it's, it's you have, you've got to be real careful with how you distribute it. It's a new world, man. The, you know, you gotta you gotta think outside the box from now on. Yeah, there, there oh, yeah, are for sure. Different ways for distribution, for publishing, for everything. I mean, look at this. Yeah. Even even if we weren't on the Smodco Internet Radio Network, we would be able to do this to some extent on our own. We could be doing the show live. We could be streaming video. We could do. Yeah. Everything. We're finally at that point that Paul Montgomery, God rest his soul, dreamed about ages ago. And that was the democratization of audio and video thanks to the Internet. We can right. do anything now. And, and uh, studios and everyone else need to take notice. And, and some are. Some are, some are doing well about it. Yeah. Um, but others are not. They are all. failing miserably. But that's okay because good news, we've got Amy Kins on the phone. How are you doing, Amy? I am wonderful, and because of the delay, just as I was pressing the button to call you was when you said, did we offend Amy Kin? Well, my wife tells me, <laughs> and I don't pick up on this, but she says sometimes I could be jerks, a jerk to the people on the phone. 
But no. but I think that's because I'm absent-minded and I'm reading Twitter and I'm not paying attention to the conversation. Well, and it's like I told Will the other day, no, Will, that's how you are to me all the time. There you go. That's why Trent doesn't pick up on it either. Uh, <laughs> hey, Amy, have you been listening to the program? Um, I have for the last half an hour or okay. so. When there's a moment of quiet on Trent's side, do you hear mm-hmm. an increasing hiss that occurs? There is some hissing, yeah. Okay, so what? yeah, so we got to get that worked out, dude. Or I'm gonna have to cut you. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll do what I can. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably my end. It's probably the well, mixer it, freaking it's, out. Who knows? Like 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 I said, I had a radio station playing in my headphones earlier today. There you go. Oh my! Why do I keep saying uh, there you go? I be, no, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> you're, you're turning into Michael Zapsick? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, Amy, have so you, you go. have you by any, by the way, even my wife's cousin, listen to this, my wife's cousin, he is a, uh, a, a barista at, um, what is the name of it? What is the name of that, uh, Starbucks? coffee shop? Schultz's. No, every time I see the name, I keep thinking it says Cthulhu, but it's not. It's like Calathula, I don't know, it doesn't matter where. Uh, he, the other day, he did a post on Facebook saying, yes, I'm going to see a pre-screening of the Avengers at Skywalker Ranch, neener, neener, ha ha. What? Yeah. Oh. And once again, I sit here not seeing the Avengers. I used to have juice. Juice, my friends. Now I have nothing. Wait. What's your definition of juice, Will? Because I think mine might be a little different. Power. Might. Oh, okay. Influence. It's it's absolutely nothing like human, Trent. Okay. Well, I was wondering if, if, you know, if Will was hurting for a squirting or what was going on. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I am a hoe for show. Uh, So, Amy, what was on your mind? So far, you realize every single caller, I I think I've almost asked them alternative questions before I've given them a chance to speak, except for David. (laughs) That's all right. I actually was um, going to tag in on your community talk for a little bit. There was an interesting exchange on Twitter a while back when they had the the Dreamatorium episode that both you and your wife could not stand. Yeah. Uh By Um, wife, you mean Trent? One of my friends, actually one of my friends from the View is Skewboard, and, and Will, I think you're familiar with, with Nate Runkle, Nate 3.0. Yes. Um, posed a question to Dan Harmon, asking him if that episode. Oh, this was is good. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait, hold on. Time, time out, time out. This is supposed, really good, supposed Trent. Supposed to represent Abed figuring out that he's in love with. With Troy. No. Um, what's oh. her face? Allison Bree's character, whose name isn't coming to me. Annie? Yes, thank you. Yeah, exactly. That's the um, thing. So that was his question, and Dan Harmon said, yeah. Huh. Because, it, and, <laughs> yeah, that blew me away when I read that exchange. And I can't, I, I, I'm sorry, really? I never even told, yeah, that's the thing. And I because, think he did a piss poor job of trying to do that. Well, okay, you can have that opinion, but it may change your way, the way you see that episode, because if that's the case, the most interesting part of it is that, Abed is finally able to realize this and communicate to Annie through the one character that is the most emotionally muted of them all, Jeff Winger. Right. Think about oh, that. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and I and I get where you're coming from, but the the full house moment that takes place right then is like you might as well just tell me I'm 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 you know physically unable of connecting dots. Like when the music played, I just expected him, you know, Annie to say, you know, Stephanie, since your mom died, I know things have been really rough, but me and your Uncle Joey are here to take care of you. <laughs> I don't follow you. 
Yeah, Full House was a sitcom. Oh, um, okay. In the, in, in the late nineties. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, lost. I'm. I apologize. What do you mean lost? Like that's the TV show I was thinking about at the time. What? <laughs> no, no. Just like I, 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 it was a lost reference. Oh, okay. A- as well, in, that wasn't it's gone lost and... on me. Will isn't oh, thank, listening. Thank you. He's reading Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> I do kind of like that addition to the show. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. It almost sounds like Barry White is giving us an update on Will. Ooh, I would like that. Yeah. Well, that's actually, I don't know if you guys recognize it. That's the sexy voice that Trent was using via typing because he uh, he couldn't speak. That's the infamous ah, voice that told us a Steve sounds, job. It sounds a little bit different when it's not saying something too terribly sexy. <laughs> yeah. When it's not like, hey, baby, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. Now we're going to get something sexy from the voice. Mm. Oh, that's no. all I can hope no, for. No, no, I didn't. That's a pre-made file. I didn't, I'm not like Oh, okay. Um, that would require too much coordination, and I can't stand hearing the sound of keys being hit by on a keyboard when somebody's doing a show. Just like I can't stand the sound of a crescendoing hiss in my ear. Sorry. Uh-oh. And it, But the weird thing is, it only happens when he's not speaking. I can speak more. Like that's, I mean, that's what I'm telling you. Issue. Just need to kind of like, you know, it's like, hmm, yeah, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, right. yeah. I don't well, I've been mm-hmm. trying. Just, okay, just tap on the microphone when a little bit. I'm sure so that'll loud, be nice. He just ends up coughing though, so it's kind of a, sort of a lost cause this week. Yeah. Well, you've all yeah. figured me out. This is actually my way to try and kill Trent. Oh. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> so yeah, that's that is that is a really deep thing though. I never even picked up on that. But but that's because of the absurdity around the rest of the episode. Right. Like, you know, the whole thing about, uh, you know, his stupid little machine that powers the Dreamatorium and how that's what Annie's perceiving. It's not what it really is. And and Troy being so concerned how powering the Dreamatorium takes, you know, takes a lot out of him. It was just too much. It really was just too much. I mean, I liked it when they were approaching Abed as a unique um, kind of, uh, not near autistic genius, but... You know, just a near genius, uh, but that episode left me sour. Now, the other thing that I did love on this last week's episode, say something, Trent. Thank you. There you go. That's not annoying at all. No, it's just your voice that silences it. What? Yeah. See, it went down when oh. you talked. That's so weird. Oh. That is weird. It's very bizarre. Uh, the two things that I really loved out of this last week's episode was, um, Britta starting up with her, uh, well, by the way, you know, I could help out too with my psych, and then boom, oh, they just yeah. cut her off. <laughs> just move on to the next part. There was that one, and in that same scene where they're <laughs> looking at the clock, and Abed's, okay, wait, do this, Timing, and Troy just says 810, and then Abed, without missing a beat, just says, I'm gifted in other ways. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> because he, too, was, re- uh, which am I call it? I don't know. I don't know either. Failed math. That's it. There we go. I don't. I read Twitter. See, I read Twitter. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, that'll do it. Ruth said she had a lot of trouble. On a personal note, I have two interesting things going on tomorrow, gentlemen. Oh. Number one, I am um, interviewing for a promotion at my job. Nice. Congrats. Break a leg. So. Um, if you could, you know, send some good netheads vibes my way, that would be awesome. Done and done. And um, secondly, tomorrow evening, I'm going to a conference that we're holding for. And I think I might have mentioned this to you guys before. But at that point, I wasn't going. And now I am. We're to- holding a conference for a bunch of our clients, wherein one of our guest speakers will be 
a and I don't know name wise who it will be, but it'll be a cast member from The Biggest Loser. Oh, I oh. thought you were going to say Lavar Burton. Hope it's, I hope it's not uh, Rulon Gardner, because <laughs> then it's going to be worthless. He's a no good, dirty cheater. He's a terrible man. He kicks animals <laughs> <laughs> and breaks aviation laws. That too. Did we lose Aikens? No, you didn't lose me. You didn't lose me at all. Um, oh shit! I so was right. I'm hoping that it? that will help sort of kickstart me back into my little Nike Plus routine because oh, I've been right. lax in that of late. Oh yeah. Well, you know, earlier the the one caller Ryan, um, uh, he left a message telling me that the uh, the iPod Nano has the uh, thingamajig in it, so it can compute fuel for you. So maybe you can uh, you could do that instead of worrying about getting a Nike fuel band. But doesn't your phone do the same thing? I don't know. I really you, don't know. You would know. think there would be a pedometer in your phone, like it, it can sense motion. Well, there is. And that's why I thought maybe it would, it would do the Nike Plus thing, but I didn't know it would do the Nike Fuel thing. Yeah. Cause if I look, hold on, let me open up the app right now. Cause I'm sure this is great radio. Well, let me open I, up the I'm Nike. Just, I'm just, you yeah, shut I, up. I'm talking. Well, I'm just I, kidding, I, by the way. I'm kidding. Trent knows I'm joking when I say that. Nobody else does. <laughs> I was just going to vet while you looked up the app. So it would actually be good, uh, Good radio, but never mind. Yeah, I'm, well, I was opening up the app and I was seeing, but it doesn't really tell anything. So whatever, I don't care. I don't know, but it would be nice to know because I, I, I like the fuel band to some extent. Um, you know, it's just Nike fuel is this big arbitrary thing. So you just never know what to do with it. At least I don't. Some, I think it might power the dreamatorium. Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> That's what we none of us realized is that well it powers put. it powers the Dreamatorium. Yep, well put. Gosh darn it! Oh wait, hold on. No wonder. Let me do that. That probably sounds a little bit better. What happened? Uh, I think I was sending sending Amy back to Amy. Oh yeah, yeah. At which point she'd echo that would cancel be out. Interesting. Timey wimey. Don't worry. Timey wimey bullshit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I really hope it does. I know that the here's the thing: the biggest loser used to be a great motivator for me, but when my time started getting condensed, my biggest complaint about that show is that it's too fucking long. Yeah, it's, that's true. They really need to if they like, even if they just split it down the middle. Like right now, what do they got going on? They had the voice on for like two hours a night, and right. then they would have the biggest loser on the next night for two hours a night. Split both those shows in half and put them on. You know. Different nights. Biggest Loser, 8 o'clock on Mondays, and The Voice at 9. And then the, f the following night, flip-flop them. So that way you had The Voice leading into Smash, and then you've got The Biggest Loser, or then you've got The Voice leading into The Biggest Loser on Tuesday. At least if you break it up into hour increments, I might be able to watch it. But that's just way too damn much. Especially considering the formula is old and tired now. Well, but I think I think they're probably afraid of of losing uh, people if if you go to a different day if, if you're splitting it up over two days. At least you know for you'll get you know viewership for that guaranteed day. Don't go yeah. all crazy. <laughs> Don't go all crazy, sir. I'm telling you what would work good for me, me, Trent, not the rest of the world. Well, uh, yeah, I hope it does help motivate you. I hope it's a good talker. I hope it's not one of the, you know, people we don't even remember. Or like from last season, that guy that was always wearing the straw hat. Oh, God, I hope it's not him. Well, what, what, what area geographically do you live in and what contestants have been near that area? That'll pretty much sum it up for you. Or where is the conference at? Um, it's in, it's at, it's at a really big, 
actually it's called the Gaylord Conference Center. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind of interesting, isn't it? I'm such a child. Um, which is on on the National Harbor in D.C. and um, it's it's this really huge, just gorgeous, mostly glass building, so that the entire inside of it is like an atrium. Ooh. So all of the rooms actually look out onto this, this glass encased big. It, it's my sister has actually attended a conference there and she called it the biodome. Because a- <laughs> so Stephen Baldwin's going to come in and be like, Whoa, dude. I just, my only fear about something like that is it really seems like an area that would, it would get really hot really fast. Well, they've got, I mean, it's huge. Like when I say huge, I mean, I'm acres. Are we talking like Oprah huge? What? <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. The Oprah. Come on. G- g- give her the article she deserves. Sorry. But yeah, if you get a chance, look it up online. It's, it's the Gaylord Conference Center in DC. <laughs> and it's, um, it's with, within this atrium, there are, there are at least five or six different restaurants, like enclosed in, in there. There's like a, a huge fountain that does water shows like every hour on the hour. It's really kind of fancy and snazzy. And do the do the poor people take their kids there on a hot day to let them you know run around in the fountains? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, so it's not like <laughs> not, it's not like a mall there, then. There there are plenty of those like outside in <laughs> see that people that you okay. know <laughs> take advantage of. Right. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. Thank you, Trent. But I know exactly what you mean. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because there's only so long you can hang around a library with your kids. <laughs> well, it's cool there too. What else are we gonna do? <laughs> okay, you're done with the free internet. Let's 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 go out in, into the public mall. Yeah. Don't you can't buy anything. You can't have anything. But we're gonna feel better. Deal with it. Yes. <laughs> and maybe cousin Teddy will be able to open the door to the movie theaters and we'll get in. <laughs> Uh, next, week, next week I can give you a full report. Well, yeah, that sounds good because I'm dying to know who this is going to be. I really, I, now that we said that, I hope it isn't Mulan because that'd be bad. Oh my gosh, what if it was? Now that we and it turned out to be like him. a fantastic motivational speech. Well, you know, like maybe that that one girl. I think her name was Allison or something. The first woman that won. That oh, would be a yeah, good one. I know who you mean. I can see her, but I can't remember her last name. Really, if you're going to have somebody from The Biggest Loser, it should be nothing but the winners. Really, because everyone else, eh, not so much. Oh, good. You didn't win. You, you failed. Didn't, you didn't quite make it. Way to go. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not to sound all Pollyanna, but I'm sure there are lessons learned from the losers as well. Oh, yeah, definitely, as long as they kept the weight off. But that's the yeah. biggest challenge with that show, because it sends the wrong message and it gives the wrong expectations. You know, yeah. if I had if I had nothing to do all day but eat my minimum of uh, or my maximum of fifteen hundred calories, and I got to work out for eight hours a day, I could probably right. drop some serious weight. Yeah, but you know, sitting and- here at home having to live my lifestyle and live a regular life and go to work, it make you know that show makes me feel like crap for losing a pound a week. And what else are you going to learn from the losers? Just to eat less? Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of which, my wife says, thinking about sending Will out to pick up some ice cream when he's done. Hurry up, Will. I gotta go. Oh, oh well, that priorities, people. <laughs> exactly. Get, get but, some Baskin Robbins, my friend. But definitely, please do tell us next week, uh, what, uh, which one it was for sure. I want to hear. All right. All right, Amy. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. you. See you, Amy. Okay. And really quick, let's bring on the Venator. What do you want? 
Uh, but you're, you're on my you're on my list, dude. You're on my yeah, list. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Poor I guy. Think it's about, Is that why it's you're about, calling? Are you all worked up that I said that? No, no. I'm just not like at I all. saw the Z's and I'm like, dude, I'm doing a show. Yeah. <laughs> you suck it, all right? You you have the ability to walk away or hey, part of me. Don't make me spoil away. Avengers for you. I can see oh, two big snaps. Or- nope, don't say a word. See, he's trying okay. to get me to hang up on him now. Yeah. Now, now you're mad because now we've got a lot of people that uh have been following the show, they've been mentioning things, uh, but they haven't said anything about the Avengers. They haven't spoiled anything for us. Now what happened to you? Uh, I've got a friend who is a critic out in LA and oh. he went to the premiere and he called me like, oh geez, it must've been like four o'clock in the morning, my time. Oh, God. And just is just going crazy talking about it. And I'm just like, okay, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know right. about it. But he just keeps on going on and on. And then he lets off the one spoiler and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And that yeah. was bad enough. And then he told me the other, I guess it's a big spoiler, but I have no clue because I'm not a comic book person really. So. Sure. Right. I, I mean, I could say it to Trent and Trent would probably know, but other than that, I don't really know. Sorry, right. Will, but I'm not sure you would know either, but probably not. Yeah. It'd probably be lost on me because I don't even know who Starman is. Yeah. <laughs> That reminds me, I wanted to ask your opinion on, uh, I think it's the Copper Age Placenta Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he, he was actually frozen and, uh, made into pills and then devoured by, uh, Kathy Lee uh celebrities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh, and Lisa Renner. Hey, by the way, yeah, Lisa Renner, I think, is she one of the placenta eaters? I don't know. I know, you know January Jones is. Yeah, there we go. And also you've got, uh, d- 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 Everybody talked about it already, so we'd be beating a dead horse here. But um, what's her name? Alicia uh, uh, Silverstone. Thank you. The 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 mouth the bird feeder. Yeah, bird feeding. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> well, it's you know something to do. Oh, it's well, pre digestion. Think of the bacteria to- that gets spread that way. That's so disgusting. Well, it's that- a way to get. Quick, easy publicity. Just puke yes. into your kid's mouth. You know. Well, what else and, does and- she have going on? That yeah. that said, I would probably let her do it to me, if for what it's worth. Well, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I'm sure she'll sleep better at night knowing that, Trent. <laughs> There's some chubby kid in Utah that wants me to puke in his mouth. I wonder, do you guys think Francis listens to the whole show? Uh, or do you think he gets his uh, phone know. call in and then just starts going back through Golden Age issues? <laughs> no, then he starts That's calling true. on the next episode uh, for uh, Soundbite Nation. There you go. Why won't they ever take my call? They're not live, dude. <laughs> I was just going to do a quick uh, call in to actually mention uh, something that we haven't been talking about at all, and that was the finale of Walking Dead. Oh, we never even oh, okay. touched on that? Yeah, no one touched on that. I thought we did. Are you sure? Maybe that was that time you were, maybe that was when you were uh, in your distracted period. Because I seem uh, to recall talking not, about Michonne no. here. I don't Didn't think we? So, Trent, I do listen to the shows afterwards. So mm. I, I don't, I don't remember. I, I know we covered it on Zeros and Heroes, but yeah, it was, it was great. I thought two times uh, faster. They, they <laughs> screwed up so many things. I only saw it. Can't get out of my face. Um, the only time I'm going to Wait, say what? no to a pussy. He's on my got face. a pussy in his get face. Leave way, him can't. alone. Uh, <laughs> 
the beginning of I the show. I will later too. Again, what? They ruined. <laughs> but 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 you've got to realize that that this is what it's only roughly based on the on the comic book. No, but they ruined just they could have hired three stuntmen. The oh. very opening sequence of the show when they have the horde just when they zombies start forming and coming toward you know when they had the helicopter and everything and right. they were following the helicopter why didn't they just have three stuntmen as zombies when they were at that fence and they break through the fence they could have had three stuntmen fall on the ground but oh, instead they had right. all the zombies just push right through slowly walk through yeah and it's like no no come on just like the, the very first episode the zombie hurtled over the guardrail. Right. Like, they ruined it with that. Then you've got the – and people just headshot after headshot. Wait, why did they have headshot. to – wait, why did they have to fall down? I'm not with you on this. Yeah. Be- was it just like, because it was unrealistic the way they pushed through it and yeah, when it, reality like you would have fell. fallen right over? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I can see that because like let's just think about it from a, from a, from a biological standpoint. You've got this massive – uh, push of bodies. The, right. the ones up front, things are going to get shattered and they're just going to turn into skin bags. Is yeah. that what you mean? Okay. I completely agree with you. You may be a little caught up in the minutia though, Ralph. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. I, you know, because th- there's a lot that's wrong with that show. It's some of the laziest writing yeah. and most annoying writing out there. Uh, yeah. you know, like their whole thing of like, like with that finale, when they're, they're zipping around really fast. Ugh. Shooting zombies. Okay, yes. these things aren't moving very fast. Why do you have to be driving so fast? Yeah, I, I couldn't understand. There's so many things, though. You're right. It's just, but even like the big reveal at the end of Michonne. Yeah. Why did they have, I mean, they could have had an actual, even though they didn't have, have a person cast yet, they should have cast an actor, unless it was the director's fault. It's like it was a great reveal, but then they had the person who was doing it. They did that weird flourish with the sword at like they were trying to shake the blood off or something. Mm. Oh, it just it just is a quick thing that just takes you right out of the moment and makes it go. It looks a little too comic bookish. Yeah, you know it's based on a comic book. It's not trying to be a comic book. I mean, well, they did also graphic novel, I guess. Yeah, they did also not have the role cast at that point, which is why you don't really see anything. Just to bring that point up. And this is something that could have been done, you know, weeks after they wrapped for the season too. True. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And, you know, one of the biggest pet peeves I think a lot of people have, and I'm one of them, too, was specifically saying that the guy at the – by the way, if you haven't seen the finale of Walking Dead for the second season, skip 30 seconds ahead <laughs> to where you're just going to hear, this has been a production of Smogco <laughs> Internet Radio. Because um, we are – yeah, we're running late. Um, uh, but one of the biggest complaints is that when they uh, – the guy from the CDC, we reve- get revealed what he told Rick – you know, he said we're all infected, and I think that was a mistake. I think the way the oh, yeah. the better way to have worded it would just been this happens to all of us no matter what. And because you know the scientific guy, he could at least say I can't tell you why it's happening, but it happens to everybody regardless of a bite. If you die of natural causes, you're coming back. Right? You know what I mean? That would have yeah. been a lot better. But I know a lot of people, including myself, that were aggravated. The saying like we're all infected because now it implies that it's 
it's something because part of the part of the beauty of the comic book is that they never went into what it was that caused this. They just know this is the scenario we're in. You know, maybe it was something, it was a biochemical warfare item. Maybe it's the fact that it's end of days and the dead are walking the earth. You know, it, maybe it's anything. We don't know what it is, and that's the beauty of it. Let's just stick with the scenario. But instead, they had to use that specific verbiage, and it just raked on everybody's nerves, including mine. Yeah. But it did. at least the season, the last few episodes did kind of make up for the beginning of the season. So. And I, and oh, I, yeah. And I, and I really have a funny feeling that they will have, uh, I think if there's anything that's obvious from the last part of the season is that they understand what works for their show now and they know how to keep it moving. And yeah. like I've, I, and I've said this in the past, the show got increasingly better as, uh, Frank Dermont disappeared from the show. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but as you are weird right. as it is, that's, it's the case. Yeah. The new guy definitely knows what he's doing. Yep. I still would have liked to seen his take on that whole the tank zombie guy. So, oh yeah, because he was gonna there was gonna be a whole backstory there yeah. that was gonna happen. That was the way he wanted to kick off the second series, right? Yeah, yeah. He season. wanted season in oh, this. Oh really? Oh sorry, I just because uh, <laughs> hey, we're, we're Americans. Yes, we are not Americans, my friend. Exactly. Well, Ralph, thanks for your call, man. We got to wrap this yep. baby up. Okay, no problem. All right, sir, and have a good one. Thanks, Ralph. See yep. you around, man. I hope I hope. <laughs> He got all bothered because I said bite me. I just know it. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of the Get show, it? dude. I, apparently, I gotta go. Walking get some, Dead. Bite me. Oh, good point. Get it? Um, <laughs> never tied that together. Uh, <laughs> that's it. I think we're done. Trent, I gotta tell you, man, it was nice. It was a good show. Hey, it's always a pleasure, Will. Had a good time. Glad you did not uh, die, and and we'll get this sound issue uh, worked out. Yeah, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe, uh, I'll unplug my computer and plug it back in. Maybe we'll talk to Soundbite Nation, and they'll be able to tell us. I like that. Because they should know. Well, and I mean, I've got to, I'm not going to lie, I've got to get on my Mad Men tonight. Well, what's really weird is that it goes away when you talk. So well, it's either I, something I, I I'm feeding you. I think the universe is trying to tell me to speak more. I think Skype is just being an asshole. <laughs> That's my opinion. Uh, if you want to, uh, I don't even know, how do we wrap up the show? I've forgotten. Uh, definitely follow Will at NetheadWW on Twitter. And you can and, also... And if, and leave us a review and, and subscribe on iTunes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Please, if you listen to the program, if you're a friend of the program, whatever you want to do, even though you may not even use iTunes, do us a favor, write right. a review and subscribe. That's all just we ask. Just do it anyway. Let yeah, your computer please. do it and then just delete the show every time it comes in. We don't care. It's, it's just yeah. a little bit we're asking for. Uh, also, if you want to follow Trent, you can. He is on Twitter at a part of him. You can also yes. follow Americo. He's Americo76, and hopefully you send him a good luck message like uh, we did. Uh, yep. Still, we look like assholes because I don't know about you. I didn't do it until on the show. Yeah. Well, I, I woke up two hours ago. What do you expect? Good point. Okay, I'll let you slide on that one. <laughs> um, and uh, also, don't forget to listen to Zeros and Heroes live sometime. Follow Trent. He'll tell you when it's on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually a really good podcast. Yeah, it's it's been really fun. Yeah, uh, it's uh, usually Wednesday nights at about uh, nine thirty Pacific time. Usually, I would get really bitter about the fact that you're doing another podcast without me. But uh, yeah, it's a logical progression because you're opening your comic book shop, and right. eventually, it's going to be the companion podcast to your comic shop to the show. Yeah, exactly to the show. It's going to be the I, companion I'm podcast I'm to the show. Yeah, I don't know. You're gonna have, you're gonna start a new show too. <laughs> The, the show's what I call my penis. That reminds me, another uh, player here on the uh, Smodco Internet Radio Network, uh, Jensen Karp, was in a great parody, which was, uh, it was about, you know, they showed the ending of Talking Dead, 
Uh-huh. And, and then it was followed by a new episode of Talking Talking Dead. <laughs> and then after that, it was Jensen Karp's show for Talking 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 Dead. Talking. <laughs> and I like that. so, so that's on, I think it's on Funny or Die, so check that out. Um, but <laughs> that's it. In the meantime, my name's Will. My name's Trent. And you have been listening to another edition of NetHeads on Smodco Internet Radio. Smodcast.com. Netheads. Netheads. File transfer. Netheads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.